To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, there is a little bit of hope for the people in the missing Titanic submersible. Sona has allegedly picked up regular banging every 30 minutes in the search area. Peter Scott is a retired Australian Navy Commodore and author of Running Deep and Australian Submarine Life. He joins us now. Hey, Peter. G'day, Heather. How are you? I'm good, thank you, mate. Banging every 30 minutes, can that be anything other than people? No, that's pretty uh, pretty distinctive. The um, it's, a, it's a routine practice for a disabled submarine or policy to, uh, if they can make uh, noise every 30 minutes, it would be a, a time when ships searching with active sonar would switch off their sonars and just listen for precisely that. So, um, you know, banging, a metallic banging on a hull, very distinctive sound, um, quite discernible from other, other noises that you might hear in the ocean. How 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 can they can they actually pinpoint where this thing is based on that banging? It will certainly help. So it will be very hard to uh, even with uh, really good uh, bottom scanning sonars when they could get them. There would be very difficult to find a little submarine like that uh, without any clues other than the general vicinity of the Titanic. But if they are able to routinely make noise then sonars can detect that noise. And and just like a mobile phone network works, you can triangulate uh, the noise and and get a pretty good position on the the submersible. And then you'd need to sort of localise that even further using remote-operated vehicles, which I understand are on the scene now. And and, and from your understanding, how how deep can those vehicles go? Uh, I... My understanding is that they have some ROVs at the scene now which can get to the bottom. Um, but, uh, you know, they're designed for specific things and, and they are very deep. So there'd, there'd only be a few that would be able to get down that deep. And then what happens, Peter, if they get down there, they find them? How do they get them up? So uh, two options. Uh, one is that they they are able to get themselves up and obviously there's been something preventing them from doing that mm. so far, either an onboard failure or it's been suggested they might have become tangled in something on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, it's a matter of getting cables down to them, attaching them to the submersible and then, and then using, uh, you know, pretty capable cranes to lift them back up to the surface. Yep. Now, my understanding is that uh, the U.S. Navy is deploying a system which would be capable of doing that, uh, but it is not yet on the scene. Peter, after two days down there in that thin little thing, how cold Hmm. would it be? So that would be something they're probably battling. Um, If they've lost power, um, they will uh, have lost lighting and heating so they'll be in the dark and the cold Um, and even if they uh, haven't lost power completely um, they'll be looking to conserve power Uh, so uh, the atmosphere the breathable atmosphere will be a challenge and and cold will absolutely be another challenge for them how do you rate their chances at this point I think everything still has to go right for them. Um, I, I'm personally much more hopeful now, having heard that news, that 
you know, until at least recently, they were someone was alive on board and making those noises. That's that's great news. But there's no option to rescue them at depth. They they must get that submersible back to the surface if they're to have uh, a chance of of living through it. Peter, thank you. I really appreciate your time, mate, and your expertise. It's Peter Scott, retired Australian Navy Commodore. For more from Heather Duplessis Allen Drive, listen live to News Talk ZB from 4 pm weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.